Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. But that's it. There's a lot. There's a lot to jam into this show, Morris. So will we get on with it? Will we chat to Kevin Doyle? Let's do it. Let's do it. Kevin, this is a bit of a weird build-up in that it's such an important game on Monday against Denmark, but you've also got the friendly against New Zealand coming up. Obviously, there's going to be, Mick was saying, that uh, there won't be the same players starting. He's probably not going to start any of the players that will be starting on Monday against New Zealand. But at the same time, have you ever been in that situation before going into that inter- in, into an international camp where it's kind of like all the focus is on the the game on Monday but you kind of have to pay respect and obviously there's a, a lot of big opportunity for a lot of players yeah. in the New Zealand game on Thursday. I was thinking about it. I can't recall. I'm sure it must have happened, but I can't recall. It was always the, the main game first and then a friendly afterwards. And a lot of lads would leave and go back in. And the lads who hadn't played would stay around the squad or whatever. But I can't remember this way around. I wouldn't have liked it. You know, you want to get... You don't want the Mickey Mouse one and everyone's not sure who's not playing, what's going on. And you're trying to concentrate on a bigger game, but training has to be based on the on the New Zealand game and he's playing that, so... It's more of a nuisance, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Um, can't remember happening. Said. I mean, maybe it did. Someone will correct me, but um, it's not. I don't think it's ideal anyway. I'm sure Mick, Mick, by his interviews, I think, and by his demeanour, you can tell he's not 100 percent too delighted about the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, it is that thing you mentioned there as well in terms of training, and that like, even though maybe the lads might be playing on Thursday, some lads will be starting on Monday. You probably do have to temper training for the game. You know, rest lads. Obviously, you're not going to yeah. be available to be ready, ready to fit and go or fighting fit on Thursday. One, one thing it will offer us is the opportunity to see a couple of new faces. Troy Parrott looks like he's going to start. Yeah. Jack Bourne to start. Do you think that there's like I don't know what makes it's very hard to, to say to tell that if they can put in decent performances, that there is a role for them to play on Monday, probably off the bench. Um, I would say someone like Troy Parrott, if he scores a goal or two, someone with confidence. Um, up front a bit like you know in the forward position a bit of confidence if he scores against New Zealand if he can you know I don't think he might start obviously against Denmark but you think you know he scored a goal or two you know I can throw him on with 10 minutes to go he might do something for me um, he did it with Aaron Connolly throw, threw him on in the last game and he made an impact immediately so you know why not I think younger players like you'd love to see Troy Park get a run out um, start against New Zealand maybe Um what he can do because it'll be a great opportunity if he does start to get a couple of goals in that game but going back to the whole you know in the way as he said that game the lads will play it'll be on Thursday and then they can't train on Friday which lads were going to be playing in the main game against Denmark so it upsets the whole rhythm of the week in the training difficult to schedule make, make for making these coaches to schedule training around that and get it right and get everyone trained at the one time to be able to work on his plan for, for the Denmark game but sure it's just the way it is and um they'll deal with it, I'm sure it's just not ideal Kevin from your own experience particularly looking at somebody like Troy I know we were out in Amazon today and Mick was telling us that for the last three days uh, Robbie Keane has been working closely with him how much of a benefit would that be to a, to a young striker like that I'd imagine like, if, you know Troy would have grown up watching um, Robbie, uh, Robbie play the second half of his career and um, you know he'd have been a hero to him so you'd imagine it could only be a boost to him Robbie fantastic experience scoring goals any little tip you could get off him you'd, you'd be listening you should be listening uh, with both ears um, I just remember as a player when I first got into the squad and Robbie was there you know I was watching everything he was doing I was throwing in all of them and, um, you know and just 
trying to pick up at and see what he would do. He'd always say afterwards, train to make sure. And it does rub off the end. You know, Troy, I hope. I'm sure he is. He seems like a really good lad, Troy. Down to earth. Works very hard in his game. And, um, he seems like a guy who would um, be watching Roy and, and taking it in. Listen, he's got fantastic players who's training with every week at, at Tottenham who who we'd be looking at and, and trying to get tips off. But to have your international um, top goal scorer ever giving you some tips and, and still the fiddle probably joining the training sessions as well. Um, it'd have to be a boost for him. It would, I'm trying to think of myself as it would be a massive boost for me. Um, it was just been on the same page as him. So, sure, can't but go help him. Speaking of debuts as well, Mick did mention that uh, as part of that debut, Troy is going to have to sing a song tonight. Um, so he, he said that uh, last time when Troy was called up to the under-15s, he sang One Direction and he made him promise that he wouldn't do it again. Um, you obviously have, have experienced that. Can you remember what you sang? What did I sing? Um, I did a duet with Stephen Kelly. Um <laughs> I can't remember. We did like it was either Boys on or Westlife. Like this is this is obviously fifteen to twenty years ago. So Boys on and Westlife were still fairly yeah um, on trend. Uh, so yeah, I can't remember what we sang exactly. But it was Boys on and Westlife. Um, I was surprisingly you no. Know, any of the new clubs you do it now is the thing you do. It, but I'm never nervous. Some lads would be like, there's lads I won't name names, but would nearly pull out a squad injured just to avoid having <laughs> to sing a song in front of uh, his teammate. So I remember one particular person, I'm not going to drop a minute, but he really was like very close to throwing in an injury, so he didn't have to do it. Um, but I don't know what, uh, what the nerve, I didn't expect anyone to think it was any good, you know. It's, um, <laughs> No one expects it to be blaring out something. Was well, there anyone who's fantastically well? So, uh, I don't know what the nervousness is. It's a bit of crack and does uh, get lads have a laugh at you. And sort of for new lads who haven't been in the squad and they don't really know anything, the tension a bit and it gets involved a bit of fun straight away against the squad. Is there anyone that sticks out in your memory that was actually great? I know Killian Sheridan has, uh, he seems to love them. He is a club initiation one as his pinned tweet on Twitter. He was uh, to, to find anyone to uh, find a better initiation song. Is there any players throughout the Irish squad in the past uh, that you can remember has been? I vaguely remember, well, Shane Long's just a natural singer, so he just play her out. thought, man, he should be professional. He probably had his guitar doing it. Like, I think he did have his guitar and did it all uh, like proper solo by himself so um, well we expected him to be good Caleb Fallen threw in a years ago obviously threw in a, a pretty good rap that we didn't see coming from anywhere all of a sudden he was rapping and dancing um, so yeah it's, it brings out you know people who Caleb would have been very quiet and next minute he's rapping and it just it gets you to see other <laughs> personality it's, it's just a nice icebreaker for two guys in the squad it's um, about to say as well that this yeah, week especially when there's such a big game coming up like what would the mood in the camp be like obviously there's probably you know there's a bit of negativity about from the from the last two games but now that there's just a massive opportunity there like you know we beat Denmark we're through it's probably something that I don't know if there's going to be nerves or people are just champing at the bit to get going uh, I think champing a bit I don't need to be nervous I think the sort of pressure's off them because a lot of people think they're not going to get a result against Denmark so sort of you know what Surprise a few people at a one-off game. Like I say, we raise our game. We do well in one-off games. We didn't the last time in Denmark, obviously. Um, there might be a bit of scarring from that. Um, that game is the reason why I, 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 I probably think Denmark are going to win. I think um, psychologically, we a few players there who were involved in that game. And, uh, you know, they know what it's like when things aren't going your way. Whereas 
if that hadn't happened, I'd have really fancied our chances. I just think we upper game in those one-off games. It's not about form. It's not about anything going into this. It's basically a final, and the, the carrot at the end of it is it's European Championships and getting to play the game in Dublin next summer. Like what? Have, what more do you want to, to be able to raise yourself for a one-off game? And I think we do. We have players who do raise themselves for one-off games. Um, the amount of times where we're, we're getting stick over the years for bad performances, uh, like the Georgia one, and then the next game we come out and play really well. So that's what I suppose you'd be holding that hope for that we can put in one of those performances that we've managed to drag out of out of nowhere over the years when you look at a manager then like Mick he even said today that uh, he never actually managed in a cup final but he's played in lots of them and this kind of felt like building for, for a cup final for, for, for Denmark like would from his perspective I imagine he's probably quite as nervous and that might transmit to the squad as well you mentioned the fact that you've got it, the training is disrupted he actually said today as well that the players who play on, on Thursday night probably won't feature on Monday in an ideal scenario he'd want them to be a week fresh so those players yeah. we've already been told that they're going to play tomorrow night know that they probably won't feature on Monday you've basically got a scenario where you've again, you got two different squads building ahead to a, to a game on the Monday like it does feel like that from, from a psychological and from kind of a preparation perspective this is a, a less than ideal run-in yeah it is it's not it's not ideal I suppose when they're arranging that plan that they didn't think they didn't think that far ahead regarding you know what the scenario might be in the Denmark game um it's 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 a hard one. Like I'm, I'm not a fan of massive squads, and having having enough players in the squad to be able to play two different 11s like that, you know, I, I preferred it when I first got in the squads when you had eighteen or twenty two, and that was it. And you know, there was no, you know, publicised thirty six man initial squads and standby players and and whatever. It meant more to be in that squad twenty two and go out and play those players from a from a eighteen man squad or twenty two and just you know. New Zealand game. No one's expecting a whole lot. Don't. They're not going to be running around mad. Um, instead, you're going to have eleven players who are going to be. You know, when Mick said that, players will hear that and they're going, "You know what? I'm not really involved. This is a token game for me now on the Thursday." And I'll be sitting in the stand for the Denmark game. I'm not going to get any time on the pitch. So, as much as you want to be professional, um, you're playing for country. That will be sitting in the back of a few players' minds and. It'll make training for them once the first game is over a bit like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really wanted. I'm just here to play the New Zealand game. So the, the main guys don't get injured. I'm not, I'm not going to have any involvement in the big game. It just creates, I think, an atmosphere that's not ideal in the build-up to the Denmark game. Um, I never liked it. I prefer the smaller group, the group that was together, all sort of on the same page. Um, it's difficult. Like, how can, how can make justify playing as we're going to play on the Monday you know he needs to keep fresh and injury free we can't afford to get like David McGoldrick injured so you see why he does that it's a tough one he has no choice with the organisation of the game I just don't think it should have been organised um, why would we be playing New Zealand on a friendly four days before three days before a big qualifier game when you imagine the crowd's not going to be big there's not going to be too much money made out of it anyway it's going to probably cost us money if we end up losing the Denmark game maybe through one bit of lack of preparation or a training session you could do because players weren't able to do it because they were recovering from the game on the Thursday night. Um, I don't know. I think it's short-sightedness personally. Um, there's no need for it. We have enough friendies. God, we play friendies all the time. Um, played Bulgaria like two months ago on a nothing friendie as well. I just, there's just no need to be playing New Zealand on a Thursday night when you have such a big game coming up. 
we mentioned Aaron Connolly earlier on, obviously missing these games. He was kind of the standout person that kind of had sprung from nowhere to that we thought could uh, have an impact on this Irish team. Look yeah. at how we're going to beat Denmark on Monday. Has anyone caught your eye in the intervening period? Even like, you know, Shawnee Maguire's on uh, in great form. Preston are going really well, but yeah. I don't know if Mick's going to, he hasn't really used him much. It's just No, he used him at the beginning, didn't he? He played him, didn't Shawnee start the, one of Mick's first games? Um, he, he really likes David McGoldrick, Mick, and he likes his ability to hold up the ball. Um, and he, he's done really well for Mick since he took over. So I can't see him doing anything other than playing David up front on his own and everyone else sort of try to get up and support him when he holds the ball up. Um, I don't think he'll he'll go at two centre forwards. I, I like Sean McGuire. He's a very good player, but he's not the one to be up there on his own. Um, it'd be interesting to see him up there with David McGoldrick, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um yeah, other than that, um, I said to you before, I would obviously like to see Shane on in the squad, not starting maybe or whatever. It makes definitely going to start with David Gordy, but, you know, something on that pace. Aaron Connolly, when his pace, when he came on against Georgia, um, you know, a few nothing balls and he was in over the top on goal. And that's what I feel. Someone, um, you know, we don't have that with, with Aaron Gunn. Why wouldn't you have Shane Long in for that option, that pace? Um, so, listen, um, other than that, it's going to be pretty much the same as. I don't see anyone else. Um, I see Mick chancing anyone else in such a big game, unless maybe Troy um, scores scores a goal or two against New Zealand. You think maybe he can come on for, if needed, for 10 or 15 minutes and be a hero. Uh, how do you see, so I'm going to guess, you see the game the same as ourselves, probably playing out in that Ireland, probably going to try and keep this tight yeah. and uh, maybe snatch a winner late on we're going for a, we're saying earlier yeah. probably is it going to be a headed assist to a headed goal at this stage just getting yeah. you know, Shane Duffy or... um, I see Shane Duffy probably last I minute mean, last ditch tackles all night long blocking balls um, throwing himself in front of shots probably Denmark creating a lot of chances not taking not taking them and us you know sitting in deep and hoping to nick a goal from a set piece or a breakaway or whatever um, I don't think we played when the Switzerland game at home I really enjoyed that game I thought we were a bit more open conceded chances to them we created a good few chances ourselves by by taking a few risks I don't think we'll take those risks uh, against Denmark I think we'll be a lot tighter a lot deeper um, which I don't think works for us I think we're better on the front foot and pressurising right up the pitch giving teams no chance to get on top we'll sit back against Denmark and they'll get into a rhythm and have a million passes um, and we'll just hope to break I'd prefer us to be on the front foot and really making them feel uncomfortable from the first minute. We get on the front foot, if we go 1-0 down and with half an hour to go, we'll be up the pitch and we'll be pressing them or whatever. But you know, I'd like to see us do that from the start. I think it suits us, suits the players we have. But we don't, we don't ever seem to do it until, until, until we really have to. Why do you think that is? Because that's something that's uh, been a problem yeah. throughout Martin Eagles' reign as well. I don't know. It's a fear. I don't know. It's, I think it's just a fear of Ireland. You know, let's not concede and we'll, we'll do something in the last half an hour. Um, it's an easy way of staying in the game I suppose it's an easier way to organise in a short period of time together it's easier to get lads organised to sit back and, and you know sit in and then hope we get up the pitch at some stage later in the game worry about that later in the game and try to get some of that piece but it just creates you know it creates our lack of ability to pass the ball it makes that worse it you know gets the crowd bored and subdued it, I think it demoralises the players you're sitting there and watching a team pass it a million times around you and you're just sitting back and sitting back and sitting back and then you know 
Whereas we have energy, we have players who might be the most technically gifted team in the world, but we have players who can run up and run all day, use it, use that enthusiasm, that energy to do a higher up the pitch. Like Denmark and like, like nothing better than us sitting back and they're comfortable like pass it around away from home, they can build into the game, everyone get a touch and it's all nice I see. I would just not it's easy for me to say I'm not a manager, but I would just I would prefer to be in the front foot in their faces from the first minute. Make them hate playing, make make their midfielders and Christian Erickson hate wanting to get on the ball because everybody is right up into them, not giving them a second to breathe, um, making it really uncomfortable. And getting the crowd behind you from the first minute, um, they'd really, they'd really, the crowd would really love it. I would love it anyway. Um, and I think it, we'd be better that way. We, we wouldn't have to, when we win the ball back, we're so deep. We, we, we're not able to pass that. We end up, we have so many players back behind the ball. We have no choice. We kick it along, we've no one up there. It's, you know, it just comes back and we, it's a cycle. You go back again, we sit, it just keeps coming back, keep coming back. And it's grand and we'll, we'll be fine and all our players are able to do it, but it doesn't get the best out of us. It's not enjoyable to watch. And then we, we aren't good enough. We don't have good enough players who can pass it all the way from the back to the front and, and break teams down that way. I just think if we're high up the pitch, closing down, we win the ball high up the pitch. It means we don't have to break teams down. We, you know, we don't need those creative players because we've won it right up the pitch. Um, you know, I keep saying it's a bit like how Tottenham and Spurs play. Um, you know, we obviously don't have that type of player, but you, know, you watch, um, or sorry, Tottenham and Liverpool, you watch Liverpool play, they win the ball so high up the pitch, they don't actually have to, you know, a lot of the time their goals don't come from fantastic football, it's from just their such high energy, high press, causing mistakes, and then it only takes one pass being on goal instead of trying to be a Man City and play out from the back and be perfect. Um, create scored a perfect goal it just wouldn't do Ireland obviously we don't have them players and I just think you know everyone talks about Ireland and our DNA or whatever and our energy and enthusiasm um, it would just suit us to be that high press and never give teams a second which we do do but it's all in the half hour last half hour of a game when there's no choice to yeah exactly before we let you go we have to make you make a big decision you have to go to decide between heart or head here uh, what's your score prediction for the Denmark game um, right head Head is 2-1 to Denmark. Um, my heart is obviously us holding out and scoring, from, scoring in the last 10 minutes, winning 1-0. Um, so, if, 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 if we hadn't had that in Denmark the last time, I'd, I'd go with my heart. But after that game, I'd, I'd go with my head for this one. If we won. And hope my heart. <laughs> yeah, hopefully our heads are wrong. <laughs> Kevin, thanks very exactly. much for chatting to us. No worries, lad. Great stuff there from Kevin, as always. Morris, it's hard, you know, to be enthusiastic about this in terms of or be hopeful really. You know, we're hoping that a late goal. We didn't mention Kieran Clark there. Uh, another man who could turn up. He could be a potential goal scorer given that he's uh, he's been prolific for Newcastle in recent seasons. Uh, how do you see this going? Do you agree with Kevin? Have we got, or is there any anything else that you can see that you know we might be able to throw or spring a surprise at Denmark? I don't think so. I don't think like I I in fairness to McCarthy all week in every press conference he's been pretty upfront about the idea that like they know us 
and we won't really be springing anything new either. Like he's talking about, he hasn't, he hasn't seen New Zealand, New Zealand haven't played a, a game, a competitive game for for eighteen months. He hasn't seen them. He hasn't made it his business to see them because it's a friendly. And he has said, you know, he, it's a million miles from the Denmark game. But like not to diminish what it means for the players who will play, but nevertheless, that that game is obviously the the more important one. And similarly, he said, you know, in terms of prepping for Denmark, like they know what they're going to bring and I don't know what they're going to bring. And like I, to be honest, I think in an ideal world. Uh, McCarthy would fast forward to the last three or four minutes of this game it's nil all and Ireland try and nick a goal then they, maybe they have a, a long ball up to McGoldrick said or maybe they have a corner or something like that and that's the, the scenario he wants to manufacture it's it's bizarre for for fans and for media and for anybody watching on though like because this game is ultimately like it's like this is this week is kind of like Schrodinger's McCarthy because like it, we don't know is his reign been a success or a failure because it's all it literally will all be decided come Monday night um, even if he doesn't win on Monday night maybe the playoffs will offer some sort of redemption but right now like the the, the this kind of you touched it off with Kevin there this lingering criticism of the style of play the kind of belligerence to maybe change it up to in- introduce some new players to um, you know give some fresh faces we're going to see three of them now on, on Thursday but like in, in terms of a competitive atmosphere all of those criticisms go away if Ireland win against Denmark, Denmark on Monday it, it disappears like, it's so it? weird because the last when we played Denmark in the World Cup qualifier there was so much obviously it was a playoff there was so much hope so much optimism we got in the draw away from home it was just, just massive I remember we were in the office we were filming uh, rosaries and <laughs> pray for us videos and all this for ex-footballers and then uh, and then uh, it just obviously ended up in complete disaster and now it could be the opposite where we're downplaying our chances we're kind of a bit pessimistic and into it and then all of a sudden it'd be like holy crap we've just beaten Denmark we're in the Euros like it could be one like, result will change everything yeah yeah. but yeah. again look it, it may not happen it, it, it's, a, it's frustrating as well like I think the three five two is something that is worth sticking with in the long term but it's such an important game. He's probably going to go back. It didn't work against Switzerland. And he had to change back. So he's probably going to go back to. I'm probably going to go back to four five one, as Kevin said. Not stick with the two up front like he did yeah. with Condi. I think if he was going to go to the five uh, five slash three at the back, it would have incorporated. Clark, now that he's back in form, yeah. into it. And the fact that it, all the indications are that Clark is going to play on Thursday night means that that's definitely not going to happen. So you're going to see like uh, some sort of iteration of, I think Clark and Kevin Long will start and send it back on Thursday night. Leo Connor, he's already confirmed, is going to start. I think Derek Williams can play on the left. Yeah. Um, the likes of Jack Byrne, you're going to see him. The only, like, the, the intrigue is, like, say we'll see Jack Byrne, we'll see Troy Parrott, probably see Sean McGuire, maybe Scott Hogan. Um, the intrigue is in the middle because, like, even though I know Kevin touched on the squad being big, it isn't that big. Like it is, it is twenty-seven players, and if you like, there will have to be inevitably some crossover, even if that's just in terms of subs. Yeah. So in that circumstance, like, does he start? If Horhen or Brown start in midfield, I think that's a strong indicator that the other one will probably start on Monday night. So whoever is going to partner Glenn Whelan is kind of like his like anchor with uh, yeah. with Jeff Hendrick. I think that's what you'd see an indicator there, maybe in terms of what he'll do there. But other, like, in, that's again. <laughs> It is a slim picking, I guess, looking uh, ahead to... There is definitely things like when you're thinking about what player's going to come on and change a game, possibly. There's going to spring something that we're not expecting. And you're looking at Jack Byrne, Trey Parrott, uh, Shawnee Maguire. These are those type of attacking players, even you know Alan Brown to an extent, although we've seen plenty of them. Um, and by like, yeah, you do, have do, to do, imagine that like, if, if Trey Parrott goes and he's, he's 40 to 1 to score a hat-trick against New Zealand if he goes and scores a hat-trick he has to be featured on Monday well I'll tell you somebody asked the question today to Mickey McCarthy and said if in the unlikely circumstance that 
Troy Barrett comes and scores a hat-trick, what does that mean? The media clamour that would inevitably come with ahead of Monday to get him in the team, what, how would you deal with that? He's McCarthy. And Mick McCarthy said, I hope he does score a hat-trick. And when the clamour comes, I'll deal with it then. And to my mind... I think there's no way we're going to see Troy Varrett on Monday night, regardless yeah, of what I he does on Thursday. The football show as well. Then. Okay. Yeah, look, at, if he does score a hat-trick, I'm going to have to move towards ever. But there is a, to an extent, I can, like, to, extent, to a very large extent, I can see where Mick McCarthy's coming from in terms of the Troy Parrot hasn't, you know, he's barely kicked a ball in senior professional football yet. Um, whereas you're looking at someone like Maguire or even Hogan or Collins that just have way more experience and this is a massive game. Um, and I know there's such a clamour to get into play and like, but you have to take that into account as well. Yeah, no, I absolutely, uh, yeah, like uh, th- that's a very fair point. And I think like the same probably goes for a couple of other circumstances as well. I suppose the the downside is that if they do end up losing on Monday, the criticism would be that they should have been introduced sooner. Like we should have seen somebody like Malumbi even as well who's not in the squad um, we, we could have seen these players sooner so I, I, to, like, I think the the power criticism will still come depending on money and that's why it's such an like, it is a, such an intriguing game because it'll define a, a legacy you know definitely um, before we move off football we've got to make a 1-2-3 picks this is your opportunity to win 100 euro cash on labrooks.com you can play it for absolutely free you have to predict three of the weekend's football matches if you get all three right, right to win 100 euro cash if you only get two you get five euro free bet and if you just manage the one you'll still get a euro free bet on labrooks.com uh, this weekend it's always tricky with the international break there's a, a couple of games here Morris that you're going to have to I think you could be uh, sticking finger in the air stuff here but if you can manage to win 100 euro cash with uh, three, these three games are doing really well uh, Azerbaijan against Wales uh, I'm going to say I'll say 2-1 to Wales 2-1 to Wales I'll tell you what, I'm going to go hmm, I like your 2-1 actually no, I'm going to say 2-0 Wales then we've got Northern Ireland against the Netherlands Northern Ireland obviously were really unlucky in defeat uh, away to the Netherlands in the last in the reverse fixture of this but a lot has changed since then Mike O'Neill gone to Stoke will that have a negative impact on the team? They're still in the hunt to qualify for the Euros here. Like, this is a massive, massive game for them. Yeah, I saw Ronald Koeman was pretty interested in talking about this. Um, so they uh, potentially are going to be without uh, Gini Wijnaldum, who it looks like suffered a pretty bad injury. At this, uh, initial reports that he might even miss Liverpool's next game, which would obviously be a huge blow. Um, and then up front then, they've kind of got a, a bit of depth of options so that you might see somebody like uh, Ryan Babel or Ryan Babel. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the, so or maybe even Luke Young from Ajax they've got like and this is the thing about Holland always they've got so many options I just think they probably have too much for uh, for Northern team which as you mentioned uh, have probably have to contend with the fact that they know their manager is now dividing his time between yeah. between club and country I'll say I'll 3-1 Holland 3-1 I'm going to go do you know what no I'm going to go 1-0 Northern Ireland I think they came really Give close to the Netherlands Um I think it's going to be a swan song for O'Neill. Everybody, the, t- the players are going to want to get behind him. And uh, obviously they're like that already as it is. So this is even more of a sort of siege mentality almost, you know, that this is, we're doing this before a manager goes, whatever it is. And uh, the fact that they just, they were so close to beating them a couple of months ago. Before like, they came, yeah. So, so Holland came from behind in that yeah, game. Last yeah, couple of, yeah, last uh, 10 minutes, just it, turned it around. It does still mean something for Holland though, given that you've got these, the way seedings could work for the yeah. the finals. Um, maybe, yeah. Like, without, if it's a Holland team without, as it looks like, Wijnaldum and um, 
Memphis Depay, then suddenly you're looking at yeah, a whole different prospect. Yeah. Underdog story here. We're just going to look, it's hard rooted ahead. I'm going to go Northern Ireland. I'm going to beat them. I'm going for the going for the underdog. Then Kosovo against England. I'm going four nil England here. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'll do the same. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to call that one. If you call that one, you're doing well. Um, and probably given that uh, I uh, predicted England to beat Czech Republic the last time, uh, and then they actually lost for the first time in a qualifier in over ten years, they're probably going to get beaten. Because of now. <laughs> uh, but that is all. It, that is it for the football chat. To subscribe to the full Build Up podcast, search the Build Up on Balls on all good podcast apps. <laughs>